Welcome to day 254 of Shaped by the Word, season three. We're in the story of the prophets, and we've been making our way through Ezekiel. Ezekiel's a, a fun prophet, probably one that, you know, we, we don't often turn our attention to or read as much as, you know, we should, just because it's a strange book. Ezekiel's constantly um, prophesying strange things, acting out strange things. And uh, yesterday we saw you know, him lying on his side, you know, for 390 days and flipping over and lying on his side for 40 days and cooking food over cow dung. He kind of works his way and says, no, please not human dung, but, you know, cow dung. And so, we just see some strange things happening. But but more than that, it's it's not just strange events or strange acting, you know, acting out scenes. It's God's judgment is coming upon his people. The sin of God's people is great. Their idolatry is great. And and judgment indeed comes, um, but also sprinkled into that, we we find messages of hope as well. So, we get the great new covenant um, prophecies through Ezekiel, uh, along with Jeremiah. But where we pick up today in Ezekiel chapter 5 and 6 is God's judgment is still coming down on Israel. You know, we're going to see Ezekiel called to act out, you know, for us another time. Uh, this coming judgment where he's called to cut his hair into three parts with a sword. So if you need a new way to get a haircut, <laughs> recommend a sword. Um, but we're going to see one of the one of the refrains that we'll hear um, pretty frequently throughout Ezekiel is the sovereign Lord says this. And one of the things that the sovereign Lord's going to say here is he is against Israel, against his people. And you never want to find yourself being in the position where you are against you know the Lord or the Lord is against you. So we'll see. A message of God's judgment as Ezekiel acts it out, but we'll also see a message of a judgment against the mountains of Israel as well. And um, and we'll, we'll hear from the Lord together. So as we turn to his word, Katie, would you pray for us? Yeah. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you that you, um, you are with us and that you have, um, you have, and your your spirit is indwelling us, and what what a gift that is. Knowing that when we read your word and we open your word together, that your spirit is here, um, bringing it to life to for us, um, helping us interpret it. Um, and we ask that you would do that, God. That you would help us as we read um, parts of scripture that might not be so obvious to to us. Um, that you would help us to interpret it. And, and not only that, but would, that we would be changed by it. Um, thank you for the book of Ezekiel. Thank you for the person of Ezekiel and um, for using him and speaking to and through him those many years ago. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel ch- chapter five, verse one. Now, son of man, take a sharp sword and use it as a barber's razor to shave your head and your beard. Then take a set of scales and divide up the hair. When the days of your siege come to an end, burn a third of your hair inside the city. Take a third and strike it with a sword all around the city and scatter a third to the wind, for I will pursue them with drawn sword. But take a few hairs and tuck them away in the folds of your garment. Again, take a few of these and throw them into the fire and burn them up. A fire will spread from there to all Israel. This is what the sovereign Lord says. This is Jerusalem, which I have set in the center of the nations, with countries all around her. Yet in her wickedness, she has rebelled against my laws and decrees more than the nations and countries around her. She has rejected my laws and has not followed my decrees. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. 
You have been more unruly than the nations around you and have not followed my decrees or kept my laws. You have not even conformed to the standards of the nations around you. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself am against you, Jerusalem, and I will inflict punishment on you in the sight of the nations. Because of all your detestable idols, I will do to you what I have never done before and will never do again. Therefore, in your midst, parents will eat their children and children will eat their parents. I will inflict punishment on you and will scatter all your survivors to the winds. Therefore, as surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your vile images and detestable practices, I myself will shave you. I will not look on you with pity or spare you. A third of your people will die of the plague or perish by famine inside you. A third will fall by the sword outside your walls and a third will, I will scatter to the winds and pursue with drawn sword. Then my anger will cease and my wrath against them will subside and I will be avenged. And when I have spent my wrath on them, they will know that I, the Lord, have spoken in my zeal. I will make you a ruin and a reproach among the nations around you in the sight of all who pass by. You will be a reproach and a taunt, a warning and an object of horror to the nations around you when I inflict punishment on you in anger and in wrath and with stinging rebuke. I, the Lord, have spoken. When I shoot at you with my deadly and destructive arrows of famine, I will shoot to destroy you. I will bring more and more famine upon you and cut off your supply of food. I will send famine and wild beasts against you and they will leave you childless. Plague and bloodshed will sweep through you and I will bring the sword against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against the mountains of of Israel, prophesy against them and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and the hills and to the ravines and valleys. I'm about to bring a sword against you and I will destroy your high places. Your altars will be demolished and your incense altars will be smashed and I will slay your people in front of your idols. I will lay the dead bodies of the Israelites in front of their idols, and I will scatter your bones around your altars. Wherever you live, the towns will be laid waste, and the high places demolished, so that your altars will be laid waste and devastated, your idols smashed and ruined, your incense altars broken down, and what you have made wiped out. Your people will fall slain among you, and you will know that I am the Lord. But I will spare some. For some of you, you will escape the sword when you are scattered among the lands and nations. Then the nations where you have been carried captive, those who escape will remember me, how I have been grieved by their adulterous hearts, which have turned away from me, and by their eyes, which have lusted after their idols. They will loathe themselves for the evil they have done, and for all their detestable practices, and they will know that I am the Lord. I did not threaten in vain to bring this calamity on them. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Strike your hands together and stamp your feet and cry out, Alas! because of all the wicked and detestable practices of the people of Israel, for they will fall by the sword, famine, and plague. One who is far away will die of the plague, and one who is near will fall by the sword, and anyone who survives and is spared will die of famine. So will I pour out my wrath on them. And they will know that I am the Lord, when their people lie slain among their idols around their altars, on every high hill and on all the mountaintops, under every spreading tree and every leafy oak, places where they offered fragrant incense to all their idols. And I will stretch out my hand against them and make the land a desolate waste from the desert of Dibla, wherever they live. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Pretty harsh messages of judgment. Um, But but strikingly, one of the things that that we see 
um, is Israel is worse or Jerusalem is worse than all the other nations, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just think of so many of those, those commands in scripture where God, and, and really gracious commands where God calls his people out of Egypt. He plants them in a land, you know, that is their own. He dwells with them and he calls them to be this holy display nation to the nations around them, you know, that, that you are to, to minister my blessings to, to the nations of the earth. And, and now, how far Jerusalem has fallen. They're no longer a blessing to the nations around them, but they are more detestable than all the other nations. And um, Ezekiel uses a, a word play here that's really fun in verse seven, um, when he says, you have not followed my decrees or kept my laws, or sorry, verse six, you have rebelled against my laws and decrees more than the other nations and countries around her. Um, and that word for laws is uh, mishpat, which we could also translate justice. And he says, because you have not done justice, you will get my justice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so Ezekiel is vivid in his, his imagery here. Um, he's vivid in the message he receives from the Lord that judgment is indeed coming upon Jerusalem um, and to the mountains of Israel where mm-hmm. all of their idol worship, you know, it will be exposed. So as we read this, what stands out to you guys? I just see so much, uh, I think, just a picture of just how far gone they are, just like all the mentions of the idols that they've set up, all the, I mean, all the um, Asherah poles and this and that, that he's going to be tearing down. Um, they have, they have gone so far from the heart of God. And I'm just thinking about what we talked about yesterday, about how the 390 years um, start like right around Solomon's reign, because you think about how, the queen of Sheba came to, to visit and to kind of see with her own eyes what Solomon's kingdom was like. And, um, she praised, she praised Solomon's God for it. She, um, thought it was amazing. Just the, the many things that he had and the wisdom that he had. Um, and I, but you also see in Solomon's reign in his lifetime that, um, he started, I mean, with his many wives started worshiping, um, the gods of those nations. And um, so I, it's interesting how even that is a picture of just the gradual um, effect that it had on the people. And then now that many years later, you see that not only are they worshiping other gods still, but they like in verse seven, he says, you have not even conformed to the standards of the nations around you which means you're not even doing as well as those, as those nations who don't know me. <laughs> that's so bad. Like that's such an indictment. And so, yeah, I just think it's, um, it's interesting to see now, how does that apply to us? I think one way it applies is, um, man, the gradual effect of sin, the gradual effect of, um, looking to other gods besides him. I mean, that's the first the first um, commandment is you shall have no other gods before me. Um, so he knows how important it is to us for us. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, that was what stuck out to me. And just the nature of we are God, you know, he's a jealous God. He desires and is worthy of our affection and, and our lives and our hearts. And, and when our hearts and lives drift from him and, and go away from him, it's never good. And, and, those pictures are ugly of parents eating their kids and then the kids mm-hmm. are like, well, I'm going to eat you instead. You know, like the, the nastiness uh, of sin is, is very real. And 
you know, it's something we don't talk about enough, but as a, as a church that does seek to be, you know, gospel-centered, Christ-centered, you know, what's that mean? Well, it just means we, we want to continually point our hearts and point one another in community towards Christ because when we do see him, we do see how much more worthy and better he is and how much unworthy and, and not as good are these idols that we've been trusting in. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they they we want Israel to see the Lord and, and they will kind of know that he's the Lord, but they kind of still don't see him. And yet even when all their idols are, are crashed and everything's wiped out, um, you know, there is that, that calling, that reminder for us to continually look to Christ, mm-hmm. be reminded of who he is um, and, and how much more worthy he is than the idols we trust in. Mm. You know, that's one of the notes that we saw you know, sprinkled throughout is, the Lord saying, this is the judgment that's going to come. This is the judgment that's going to come upon, you know, Jerusalem, upon the people. They'll be laid in front of their idols. You know, not even your idols can help you escape what is to come. But the but that note that it ends with several times is, and then they will know that I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the goal of that is not just judgment for the sake of judgment, but the but the Lord is is vindicating his his righteousness, his justice executing his justice um, so that we would know and that all the nations would know that he is indeed the Lord. And, um, you know, this, you know, for us at times, the message of judgment can be really hard to receive and, and hard to hear. And, and yet we, we have to see that this is how far our rebellion and our sin goes. Um, and God can't leave that, you know, unpunished. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the maybe the passages we would say are passages full of grace and remind us of um, your heart and your character, but also these passages that are full of ultimately grace in the midst of um, the execution of and the the hearing of judgment. Uh, Father, we we thank you that your word is is what we need to to search us and to expose us, and you do just that. And so we ask that we would. Um, that you would in us expose those things that we cling to, those idols that we hope in. And ultimately, Father, would we know that you are indeed the Lord. Uh, We thank you for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus, the one who removes um, our idolatry. Um, And so we ask that you would do that by your spirit. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.